We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This hour is brought to you by CarX Tire and Auto online at carx.com. Big day for the Chicago Bears. They are announcing their home run of a hire to essentially take over their organization. And the man who is in charge of the hire is the first voice you're going to hear, that of Bears owner, chairman of the board, George McCaskey. Last summer, we embarked on an exhaustive process to find Ted Phillips' successor as our next president and CEO. It required a focused team effort. And I have a number of people to acknowledge and thank. First, our search firm, Nolan Partners, Chad Biagini, Mark Mayleben, and Sinclair Wanzer. They did an outstanding job bringing to us candidates who otherwise would not have been on our radar, vetting candidates we brought to them, and providing their assessment of each candidate's strengths and weaknesses. The search team, Tanisha Wade, our Senior Vice President of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, was also part of the process that resulted in Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus coming to the Bears. Once again, she demonstrated her value in the interviews and in the post-interview assessments. Liz Geist, our Vice President of Human Resources, brought a fresh perspective and instincts which were invaluable to our process. Thank you to Ted Phillips, who throughout the search repeatedly demonstrated the qualities that led Ed and Virginia McCaskey to put their faith in him 24 years ago. Our family is indebted to Ted for all he has done for us and for the Bears. He was the first non-family member to hold the title of President and CEO of the Bears, but he is as close to family as one can get. And even though he's leaving us soon, he will always be part of the Bears family. Thank you to the other members of the Bears Board of Directors, particularly Pat Ryan and Andy McKenna, for their support throughout this process. Their business savvy and critical analysis of the candidates help lead us to the best possible result. And thank you to all the candidates who devoted their time and energy to the process. We're grateful to them for their interest. Our search was truly international in scope across a wide spectrum of talent and experience. It was gratifying to hear many candidates say that they were happy in their current role and weren't really interested in making a change. But when they heard it was the Bears, they were interested. Papa Bear is smiling today. He knows there is plenty of work to do on the field, but I'm confident he would be pleased with the handing of the baton from one accomplished executive to another to continue the stewardship of his beloved Bears. Kevin possesses the qualities that we were looking for in our next president and CEO. Leadership, vision, intelligence, decisiveness, humility, a team player, an effective communicator, someone who understands what the Bears are all about and who can re-energize our staff to get us where we want to go. 
and it didn't hurt that Kevin holds an advanced degree from Arizona State University. <laughs> Kevin's experience as a player agent, as a lawyer in private practice, as an executive with three NFL clubs, and as Big Ten Commissioner, has prepared him for this moment, and we have complete confidence in him to lead this franchise back to greatness. It's clear to me that given Kevin's experience with NFL clubs and his interaction with their football operations, we should return to having the general manager report to the president and CEO. Ryan Poles remains in charge of our football operation with complete authority to do what he thinks is best for the Bears. Ryan and Kevin talked during our interview process, and we are confident that they and Matt will work together to give Bears fans the winner they deserve. It is with pride and a grateful heart that I present the next President and Chief Executive Officer of the Chicago Bears, Kevin Warren. Kevin Warren's debut press conference on the score presented by your local Hyundai dealers. George, thank you uh, <clears throat> for those kind words. I really appreciate it. And first and foremost, to God be the glory uh, to stand before you here today. This journey really started a little over 30 years ago. And I think uh, the gentleman who helped me start this journey is here in Chris Zorich. Um, he asked me to, to represent him as his agent in 1992. And the good thing about that, that day and that time, I had just started my sports agency. Chris was my first client, and for the first year was my only client, which afforded me the opportunity to really learn and understand truly what the Chicago Bears stands for and what it means. So I was blessed with the opportunity to attend all of his home games at Soldier Field, sit in the stands, with the incredible fans of the Chicago Bears. And Chris, I want to thank you. It's amazing how the good Lord works. I never would have thought 30 years ago that uh, when you and I would go to those games and I would wait for you outside the locker room and had the chance to negotiate your contract with Ted, that I'd be standing here today. And I just want to thank you for having faith in a 27-year-old person uh, to represent you and I will, I will forever be grateful. So Chris Zorge, thank you very much. Today's special. I'm excited. I'm energized. And I'm honored to stand before you today. And I want to thank so many people. First, I do want to thank George Hallis. Thank God that he was able to get the Decatur Staley's and bring them here to Chicago and had the vision to be a player and a coach and an executive and an owner. I want to thank the Hallis family. I want to thank the McCaskey family. George, the relationship that we've developed that we had in the league is, is very special to me. And it's an honor that Mrs. Virginia McCaskey is, is still living and here and vibrant. I want to thank Ted Phillips. Ted was one of those individuals during our, our journey, during the interview process, but even going back 30 years that you looked to and said that they did it the right way. Many of people have asked me, why the Bears? Why this time? It's because of the, the challenge, the opportunity. I trust Ryan. I trust Coach Matt that we're going to do things the right way. We're not going to take shortcuts. We're going to build an incredible franchise. I came here to win championships, to win the NFC North, to win the NFC, to win the Super Bowl, to help shepherd and lead a stadium development project, to embrace our alumni, to embrace our history and tradition, and to embrace the absolutely incredible Chicago Bear fans.
That's why I'm here. We will continue to do it the right way. We will work hard. We will have fun. We will be diligent. We will be detailed. We will be methodical. We'll operate with integrity and honor at every step of the way. This is a special time in the NFL, but most of all, it's a special time for the Chicago Bears. Everything's ahead of us. Greatness is ahead of us. All we need to do now is go and grasp it. Put in the time, energy, and effort. This is the best NFL football city in the country. We have the best ownership, phenomenal leadership, good, young, talented players, the best fans, phenomenal alumni, 30 people in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It's all here. And I am so excited, I'm honored, I'm humbled to be able to come to work here each and every day. It's amazing when you look at your life, how you sometimes ask yourself when you're going through something, what is that for? What is that about? Why did that happen? Why did I learn that? Why did that go this way? But it's days like today that you recognize that it all comes together and that everything in all of our lives happened for a reason. And I'm honored to stand before you today. There are a couple other people that I truly want to thank uh, who've been there, especially my wife, Greta, who's here. To have a partner for over 30 years who always shoots us straight with you. And as she said, from day one, this feels right. This feels like home. I trust the McCaskies. I trust this franchise. I love Chicago. So Greta, thank you for being a partner. Thank you for always being there with some of my wild thoughts. I really, really appreciate you being there from a support system. And then to have my son, Powers, and my daughter, Perry, and May, who's been my administrative assistant for 32 years. It's good to see May and Chris back together. And then Saul and Emily and Saman and Q just to be here. I'm a relationship person. It's about relationships. It's about family. And I'm looking forward to building an a incredible culture here with the Chicago Bears to meet with every employee one-on-one -on -one to ask them some simple questions. If you were a member of the McCaskey family, what would you do to bring a championship? What can we do to help you on a daily basis? Tell me one thing that we can change to make this an incredible place. So I'm, I am so humbled, I'm honored, I'm grateful to stand here. And I know that I think Pat and Brian McCaskey are here. I wanna thank you all for everything that you've done. I know we'll be spending a lot of time together. So this is a special day as we move forward in a journey. I'll always be transparent with you. I'll be honest and straightforward. And I'm looking forward to making this home for a very long time and, and bringing championships home to Chicago. So with that, I'll open it up for questions. Kevin Warren's initial press conference as Bears president and CEO is brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Hi, Kevin. Uh, Patrick Finley with the Chicago Sun-Times. How are you doing, Pat? I'm good. How about you? Uh, did, your experience in getting a stadium built, what did you learn from your time in Minnesota that you think will help uh, the Bears get something done in Arlington Heights? And what's your understanding of the timeline uh, with the purchase there? A couple things uh, I learned. Um, I remember when we finished the stadium, I have all these boxes of binders, and many people said, you can get rid of those, you'll never use those again. I'm glad I saved them. But I think the, the biggest thing I learned was the fact that you need to plan before you start digging. And I think what made 
and makes U.S. Bank Stadium so special, we spent almost a year in planning. And planning is critical, and that's what I appreciate about the McCaskies is uh, they support the planning process. And so I think that will be really uh, critical from that standpoint. I know we're focused on Arlington Park and uh, that stadium development project. I look forward to leaning in um, to the stadium development project, but I think the biggest thing we can do is to make sure that we're methodical, we're detailed, and uh, we take the time to plan it properly. Andy Seligman, AP. Um, Kevin, Good. just a couple of quick questions. When, when exactly is your start date? And when it comes to the Arlington Park site, just how much have you been able to dig into the details in mm -hmm. terms of where things are right now and what needs to be done? Yeah, thank you for that question. Uh, I feel like I already started. The day I accepted the job, I, I started. Uh, we've talked about uh, formally starting in April, but I can tell you that in my mind I've, I've started. And uh, over the, these next couple months, I will be spending a lot of time uh, with Ted from a transition standpoint. There's a lot to get up to speed on. I'm starting. Our feed has dropped. We will reestablish that as we hear Kevin Warren fielding questions from the assembled media up at Hallis Hall in the Muggs Hallis Auditorium. Yeah, it's it's interesting, Dan. When you listen to this, any if you had any fantasies about the Bears returning to Soldier Field? Nope. No, that's out. Like <laughs> immediately, that like they didn't even need the first question to to be brought up. They they have moved on. And um, I think that that's a good thing for them. And now we'll figure out what it ends up costing taxpayers in Cook County and in the state. But I, I was listening to some of the mayoral candidates talk about it last night in a forum. And uh, most of them are kind of on board with them leaving as long as, as citizens of Cook County don't have to pay for it. But it's clear that their focus is that. So don't let any video or anyone going on TV trying to sell you a dream about what Soldier Field can look like d deter you from what the Bears are going to do because they are clearly focused on Arlington Park. So far from what I've heard, when we heard George McCaskey say Ryan Poles remains in charge with complete authority of football operations, and Kevin Warren says, I trust Ryan, I trust Coach Matt, I came here to win championships. Yep. Greatness is ahead of us. We just have to grasp it. He said, this is the best NFL football city in the country. Look forward to asking him why he thinks that. Here's more with Kevin Warren's live press conference brought to you by your Chicagoland Hyundai dealers. President and Chief Executive Officer of the Chicago Bears. Yeah, thank you for that question. I think there's multiple object objectives here, and that is to continually build on the culture that has been created here. Um, with Hallis family, the McCaskey family, Ted Phillips, Matt and Ryan, all the history and tradition, just to make sure to build uh, on that, that, that legacy. So I just think culturally and organizationally to bring a heightened degree of energy, a focus, to create an environment uh, where people know that they can be themselves from a family standpoint, but thrive. Make it okay to talk about winning a championship. So many times people in organizations don't want to talk about winning a championship. I want to talk about it, but not only talk about it, but then put in the work to be able to do what we need to do to win a championship. All you have to do is look at the playoffs. It's wide open, I mean, especially in the NFC. Anyone can win. And so I'm a big believer. Sounds like the feed dropped again. So we will. I know people want us to hear. I want to hear about all the of Cylons. this stuff. The, the, the Cylons hate the Bears. And he should have moved Zorich to linebacker when he had the chance. <laughs> well, he didn't have the chance. He was just a player agent. But he should have negotiated Lyon. for his move to linebacker. He should have been a linebacker. I thought it was interesting that they were formerly going to start in April. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm sure that that's because there's the transition on the Bears side of this, and there's also the transition on the Big Ten side of sure. this. 
So there's still a lot of stuff that needs to be done. So he's going to be spinning plates at both places until they figure this thing out. Make it okay to talk about winning a championship. And then he said that he has he wants to talk to everybody in the organization. That was and, a really interesting and, point. And to ask them, if you were a, a McCaskey, what would you be doing to help win a, bring a championship here? And, and what do you need to help us get you there? That is after, I believe, the question is asked, who are you? And what would you say it is you do here? Well, look, he's he's giving everyone who works there an opportunity to have the answers for the test. So he, if, if you're a, a someone who works there, you heard what he's going to ask you. You better have a good answer when he asks you that question as it pertains to your place in the organization. Yeah, that's a good point. He, he, he put it out there. And he if, to make people want to talk about it, to make people visualize exactly what it is they're doing. And when he described himself as a creative solution to the stadium issue, I, I don't know how creative – I want to know what he means by that. Right. How creative are you going to get with this stadium? Well, the, the good thing for us is that press conference or no press conference, we are going to get an opportunity to talk with him on the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully it's one of those landline phones, and we'll get a chance to to give the the score audience a little bit more audio from him, so they can get a feel for him. I thought it was interesting, uh, George. I'm actually I'm writing a column about it. It'll be in the Sun Times tomorrow. I I really think that it's interesting, like kind of the change that's happened with George, and and I kind of trace it back to that uh, Bears 100 party, and then the the, the uniforms from 36. Mm-hmm. And it, it's interesting the people that he has put out front. You know, before polls let go of Lamar Campbell, like that was one of the names. But Tanisha Wade has clearly become an invaluable member of like the inner circle yep. of the McCaskies. Good. And he's not afraid to, to say that and, and elevate her. She is the, I don't know her exact title, but... The of, DEI, I think she's vice president of DEI. I know it's diversity, equity, and inclusion. I just didn't know whether she was vice president or senior director or, or what that was. I believe she's senior vice president. Yeah. I have to look it up. But yeah, it's um, it's interesting to, to hear him continue to kind of put her forward in this and, and talk to her. The other thing is you know, the challenge that he didn't want to come to a place that was basically ready to roll, that he enjoys the concept of a challenge and 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 building onto something which which fits with the, the people that are complaining about, well, you know, he's a carpetbagger and he he's a climber. Like clearly he's a guy that climbs a mountain and then goes, Ooh, look, there's another mountain over there. Let me climb down this one and I'll go climb up that one. His comment about Ryan Poles, he's real. He's smart, he's intelligent, he's detailed, he's methodical. I can already tell that we're going to work really well together. I love those relationships where 1 plus 1 equals 80. He said he and Ryan Poles trust each other. It's not about any of us. It's about getting things the right way. I can tell already we're going to work well together. Yeah, it's – it's. well, th- that's the question. You know, How much oversight is he going to have over the football operation part of it and – should he have oversight? He he is someone who played uh, basketball at a high level, and he's worked in multiple football offices, but not necessarily on the football side of the business. And I've I've heard his role described when it comes to his role in Minnesota as as being the eyes and the ears of the Wolves who weren't with the team every day. So he was the person that had to be all of those things. But there's definitely, from what we've been told, there's you better be excellent at your job. Let's and pick it up again. This is Kevin Warren. Hey, Kevin. John, John Greenberg from The Athletic. Oh, how you doing? Hey, John. How are you doing? Pretty good. Um, yeah. You know, you, you've talked about how you want to talk to staffers, about what they – you know, what, what you guys can do to make the team better. What, what kind of suggestions or what kind of ideas did you give to George and Ted and the group 
about this organization because you're talking about making the playoffs an annual thing. That hasn't happened here mm -hmm. in, in a long time. So what, what were some of the kind of things you might have pinpointed? I mean, one of the things I always start off with, my family and dear friends will tell you this, next year in the NFL, they're going to be playoffs. It's not like, you know, you skip a year and go, nah, nobody's in the playoffs this year. And so I'm a big believer is that what can we be doing to build upon what we have to be in that position? Because some teams are going to be there. And, but I think the biggest thing we can do when talking with the staff is to create an environment where they're comfortable to really share how we can get better. And that's why I asked the question, if your family owned the team, tell me what we can do. Because I, I've learned in life that the power of one, one suggestion can really change the trajectory for an organization in a positive manner. One thought process, one ideal. And so the whole conversation to sit down with staff is to really try to figure out, like, what can we do here? And all of a sudden, if you end up getting three to four hundred different ideas that you can implement at the appropriate time, you get better. And so I'm, I'm all about information. I'm all about digesting information. I'm all about culture. I'm all about winning. I'm all about family support. If we have issues, let's take care of them. In, in the building. Um, and so that's the exciting part about building a culture, especially here, you know, in the NFL. And I'm just, I, I get <laughs> so excited about watching these playoff games because they all come down to most of these games are like three or four plays. And, and so when you start, you know, thinking about what can we do to build this organization and then to be having an opportunity to have a positive impact in football and a positive impact in business and a positive impact on the stadium project and a positive impact in the Chicagoland community and a positive impact with the alumni, positive impact with the fans. This just is a magnificent opportunity. And then when you put that on the foundation of the McCaskey family that goes all the way back to the beginning of the NFL. And so that's why I'm excited, especially here in Chicago, uh, to be able to build upon that and build upon our employees. I want every single one of our employees, that their children, their parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, neighbors are so proud that they work for the Chicago Bears. And the way we have to do that is to build culture. And the way you do that is to be a winner. People love to be around winners. Kevin, Mark Carmen with CHGO. Hey Mark, how are you doing? How did it, uh, just wondering, did you have your eye on this job for a long time, knowing that Ted eventually would step away or just getting yourself excited about the opportunity? How did that come to be? You know, I didn't, I, I've been so busy. I've been at the Big Ten for 40 months, and uh, I, I've had my eye on really the Big Ten. I mean, between COVID and then expansion, uh, the media rights deals and social justice and George Floyd and taking our group to Selma Montgomery and mental health issues. At the Big Ten, and still to this day, until I'm not there any longer, when I wake up in the morning and I say my morning prayers, we have 10,000 student-athletes in 14 schools, soon to be 16 schools across 11 states, 14 chancellors and president, athletic directors, hundreds of coaches. Um, so that's where my really focus you know, was on. Quite naturally, I keep up with what's going on in sports. I knew that you know, this opportunity would be uh, coming up, but sometimes people change their mind about retiring, but it was never a focus like... Um, going for a job. I'm a big believer too. It happened at the Big Ten and it happened here. I promised myself that other than my wife, that I was not going to ask anyone to call the Bears about my interests. Because it, that means if the job ended up coming to me and the opportunity, I knew it would be a blessing from God. And that was a sign just like with the Big Ten and just like here. So I didn't leverage any contacts or whatever. I just let it happen just naturally. And that was a sign that uh, for a lot of different reasons, this was the right place at this time to come here and be blessed with this opportunity. Hi, Alex Shapiro. NBC Hi, Alex. Sports how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. Yeah. Congrats. Um, obviously, when you built U.S. Bank Stadium, is in the middle of the city in Minneapolis. Yep. And when you look towards... The Bears Stadium project's a little bit different. So I'm curious, what do you think are the unique opportunities or maybe challenges of building at Arlington Park specifically? Yeah, because I'm a you know, stadium nerd, I would say, even when I had heard about the Arlington Park opportunity, I drove out there one day on my own just to kind of look around. Um, again, I always look at what, you know, what, what are the assets on the, on the chessboard? 
And the un unique thing of, about Arlington, it has some different unique factors. One is the space. You know, you don't get many times to have over 300 acres, um, you know, close to the city. And um, so there's some unique aspects. I know our focus will be to making sure that we close on, on the land. And, and again, I just want to, like I said early on, be very methodical to make sure that we get that process done first and see what happens next. But it, it, it is a very attractive, unique stadium site. Uh, Matt Zahn from CBS Chicago. Congrats. Hi, Matt. How are you doing? Um, you've talked a lot about why the Bears, but why leave the Big Ten after only three years on the job? I know there's some challenges there, but obviously that had to be, I'm guessing, a difficult decision after, as yep. I'm saying, just three years there. You know, my parents um, raised me, and, and fortunately, you know, my, my, I would say if I had to think of one of the main things that my dad would always say to us and really just put his thumb on us constantly and my mother would be always leave a situation demonstrably better than it was when you got there. So that was always on my mind. My dad always talked about that. And, and he would say, when I would tell, call him about different opportunities and job, he, he would say, from the day you walked in the door till now, is it better? I'd say, yes. He said, is it demonstratively better? Yes. He goes, okay, well, then you can go on to the next job. And I just felt in 40 months there, for us to be able to come in and handle the pandemic in the a manner that I thought kept our student athletes healthy and safe, uh, for us to be a, a leader in social justice initiatives, uh, for us to be a leader in the mental health space, uh, for us to be able to set records from a uh, television network creativity uh, standpoint, and to be able to expand uh, with USC and UCLA. I would say we left the, uh, I left the Big Ten in a demonstrably better position. And so I'm a big believer. I, I wouldn't even feel good with myself if I just kind of stayed there and, and let that kind of drain out over the next year and say, okay, it's time to go. I just felt it was the right time. I had done what I was called there to be able to do. And I think that's, you know, different about me. You know, I go by like a calling. And uh, this is bigger than sports to me. Uh, this is really about life. This is where God wants me to be. And I just felt that I had made the impact at the Big Ten at that point in time. It's in a phenomenal position, and someone else should be afforded that opportunity to recognize their dreams. And to be blessed to have the Chicago Bears at this point in time with the challenges that they're you know, facing, but the huge opportunities and the work that it's going to take, it was time to be able to go. So I feel incredibly well with our body of work at the Big Ten, there's phenomenal people, still have great relationships. I'm so grateful to the Big Ten staff and our chancellors and presidents. They supported uh, me to be able to do it. But, you know, I go by in my spirit and, and my spirit from the first time I sat down with uh, George and Ted, like it was it was right in my spirit. And, uh, and I told Greta, I said, if my spirit continually feels this way and, and the opportunity is presented and they were interviewing me as much as I was interviewing them. But if my spirit feels that way, I know our journey will be blessed together, and that's what caused me to come here. David Hoff from 670 The Score. Hi, David. So you talk about the passionate fan base. Yep. And a lot of those fans care about the hierarchy, but they care most about the results on yep. Sundays. So how would you explain to them how your brand of leadership, these individual meetings that you're going to have with employees, just the way that you lead here will lead to victories during the season? I think the biggest thing is I think about the fans every day. So when I went to the Bears and Eagles game during the season, like I said, I purchased tickets online. I parked in a parking lot. We walked to the game. I sat in the stands. And the reason why I did that, I wanted to get a sense for what the fans felt. And the thing that jumped off the plate to me was the fact that I saw 80 and 90-year-old fans with five and six-year-old fans. So that tells me you got the history and the tradition, but you have the future there. And they're passionate. I mean, the, the way the players play, they were making plays. They were hitting to the very end. They're running to the ball. I mean, all, those are all the things that I just wanted to, to view in the, in the field. I hadn't been, I mean, when you think about this, this is silly, but it's been almost 30 years since I started working with Chris that I had gone to a game as a fan. I mean, because you're working, you know, people think, isn't it fun? I'm like, game day is stressful. No, it's not. <laughs> don't get you. Don't get us wrong. And I had never been to Soldier Field 
this Soldier Field as a fan, the last time I had been in Soldier Field was Chris's agent to be able to sit there. Every time we come here, you know, we come on, we land, we come on the bus, we go in the tunnel, we go in the locker room, we go upstairs or on the field. You don't get a chance to fill it. And that's one of the things I was really impressed with the energy that, that uh, Coach uh, and Ryan had brought to the table. Those players were, were, were playing. People were excited. And I even remember the play that when Justin broke loose and ran up the sidelines, it was called back. But the energy that was there and to hear bear down being played and all of those kind of things. So I think Chicago, I've said it before, these are the best fans in the NFL. They deserve championships. We're going to bring championships. We're going to do everything that we possibly can to deliver that and work hard. Uh, But I love the passion and the energy. And even on the weekends, because we live downtown uh, after church, and we'll go have breakfast sometimes just to see, you know, people in their, their, their jerseys and all that. I just said, you know, there's so much uh, history and tradition. And so there's an opportunity from an innovation standpoint, but the fans deserve to, to have a, a phenomenal game day opportunity and a, and a great football team on the field. Kevin, Matt Fortuna. Hey, Matt. Good, to, good to see you. You as well. Uh, to piggyback off earlier question a little bit, what – do you think you learned from that three-year Big Ten experience that's applicable to this job? And uh, just being a Chicago citizen the last three years, what have you learned about this city, this market, this franchise that you were unaware of living in Minneapolis? I mean, I learned a lot um, about, the, you know, at the Big Ten. I just tell you, you know, any of these opportunities or jobs, you better be tough and you better be able to operate with dirt in your mouth. Um, you know, this is, you know, there, it's one thing to be able to put on a suit and come to a podium like this, but most of the time in life is that it's about just grinding out and it's the, it's the day-to-day grind that you need to be prepared for. Uh, and also learn to just kind of do things the right, you know, right way. Um, and so again, just like with COVID, we hung in there, uh, at the Big Ten and just to be innovative and creative, and so many times, I'm a big believer, you know, I, and I was like this as a child. I, my mom told me, I asked why so many times that, you know, it, w- it would drive her out of the mind. I would just ask, you know, why? Why do things work that way? Why do we do that? You know, why, why is this? You know, you know b- b- just anything. And so in the Big Ten, I asked the question from a meteorite standpoint, like, why can't we have three different network partners? Why can't we own, you know, Saturday? You know, why can't we do direct to consumer in a certain way? And, you know, most of the times people say, well, that hadn't been done before. But to me, that's like, OK, that's a huge opportunity. So I think that's the thing to learn. And, and I'll ask the same questions here, because the, 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 the difference between, um, you know, someone that may perceive to be not successful in pro sports or even college sports and the different to really touching a trophy sometimes is really marginal. And it is those things around the edges that you need to really, you know, deal with. Because there are certain things just you can't change. I mean, the NFL puts a schedule out. You can't go and negotiate and say, well, we don't want those games. We want to do these games or we like to play four games at home. No, there are certain things that are what they are. But any type of competitive advantage that we can find, that we can work together and do it the right way is really important. And, And minor details are major, you know. And if you, you know, I always say all the time, you can put the smallest pebble in your shoe. It may not be bad if you're walking around the house, but go try to run a marathon. And so that's what we have to make sure that we're very organized. Their details are methodical. I believe in no missteps. I tell the story all the time. I was blessed with a Super Bowl ring, and a Super Bowl trophy because Mike Jones made a tackle at the one yard line. And so you think for us, you know, we had a successful season at St. Louis the greatest show on turf. We won all these games. We were only behind four minutes and 24 seconds the entire year, and it came down to one tackle at the one-yard line with five Hall of Famers and a Hall of Fame coach. So that tells me you got to have your stuff together. We cannot uh, not be on the same page. And if we got issues, we need to say them and get them out on the table to, 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 to move forward. And, but I'm confident with our ownership group, with Ryan's leadership, Matt's leadership, our players, our staff, uh, all the history and tradition and our fans, if we come together as the Chicago Bear franchise and organization with the history of George Hallis, we're going to build something special here. Kevin, Jason Leisure again with the Sun-Times. Hey, Jason. Uh, Two-part question for you about the stadium in Arlington Heights. Do you view that as the sole focus of the organization right now? Yes, that's the sole focus right now. As opposed to any of the options? 100%. And in a best-case scenario where everything goes great, 
as far as the construction and the closing and all that. When is the earliest realistic time the stadium could open? I'll be able to answer that question to you in about six months when I'm able to sit down and really review things. It wouldn't be proper for me to say it. I got to really sit down and get the information downloaded. I'll be able to answer that. I'd be guessing right now. Hey, Kevin. Uh, Kevin Fishbane from The Athletic. I love your name. It's a great name. Yeah, great name. <laughs> uh, welcome. Uh, you mentioned game days are stressful. I'm curious, what are game days, especially when you were in Minnesota, what are they like in terms of all the things you're doing and trying to balance watching the football game on the field? Yeah, so game days in Minnesota, we had the routine. My kids will, will uh, you know, laugh because they, they know what it is. I'm an early riser by nature, uh, so I get up early. We get an early workout uh, in in the morning. We typically go to 730 church. I come back home. You know, change my clothes, put on my game day uniform, my suit, and uh, get to the stadium, you know, early. And um, that's really our routine. And hopefully we win and we can go have some massive dinner somewhere uh, and go home and sit on the couch and wake up about 30 minutes later, <clears throat> uh, twist it all around on the couch and, and watch a little Sunday night football then, and then uh, go to bed. So that, that's really, that's a home game. Now, in a way, it uh, depends on what time you play and where you're playing and uh, when you get home, but I'm, but I'm, I'm all, I'm, I'm all in on, on game days. The other thing, you know, for me, I'm a big believer. That's an opportunity because of building relationships with your partners. And so I always looked at a game, a game day that, that basically we have 17 like bowl games. And so I don't waste a moment. So every home game, preseason road game away, I'm building those relationships on future stadium development projects, on our corporate partners, on our fans, our alumni, um, and that's really, you know, important. Because unlike a lot of other pro sports, especially the NBA, we have few times um, uh, to be able to get together. And so we're very organized. My schedule is down to the minute to who we're hosting. You know, I believe in walking the parking lots. I believe in talking with fans, gathering information. I come home, you know, with a stack of, of written materials, and I want to make sure that we're, we're making all those touch points from a corporate partnership standpoint. So it's not one of those ones. I always say I typically watch the game on Monday because game day is so busy, and then, you know, I'll get the cut-ups and actually go, go watch, the, uh, you know, watch the, the game because there's so much of it that I, I uh, miss. Um, but this year, I'll be, you know, I'll be uh, focused, you know, from a football standpoint, but I still will be focused from a business standpoint, but I try to not have a wasted moment uh, in regards to game day because that is a special opportunity. If you work in the NFL, not that it ever doesn't become special, but there are times that you get used to it. For, but for people who have not been to an NFL game, it's like going to Disneyland. And so I just want to make sure that we create memories and experiences for young kids, for kids who have not been blessed, um, young kids from challenging background, people who are struggling, you know, with medical issues, our corporate partners, business partners, but then also making sure that we're doing all that we can to, to get a win, win on uh, uh, Thursday, Sunday, or Monday. So thank you for the question. Kevin, Dan Reeder again. Hey, Dan. You've mentioned this a couple times in a couple different ways. Your attention to detail is something that those who have worked with and around you talk about a lot. I'm curious, <laughs> one, where you've developed that, and number two, what that means for what you expect of the people around you and under you. I think where it comes from, one, my parents were very detailed, but I think mine came from, from my car accident. You know, when you spend a year flat on your back, I spent months in traction, and I thought the fun was going to end then. I remember when the doctor came in and said, we got some good news. We're taking the pins out of your leg and you're out of traction. I was like, yes, until he told me the bad news is we're going to put a body cast on you. And so when you literally lay flat on your back for a year and go to the bathroom in a bedpan and all those kind of different things at 11 years old, um, you start really focusing. When you get out, your, your rehab is important. And doctor said something to me. He said, there are going to be days that you're going to have major progress and there are going to be days that you're going to make very little progress. But he said, never have a day where you don't make progress. And so because of that, you know, I, I wasn't a talented, you know, athlete and um, and and, you know, but I was going to be the best condition. You know, I ended up running distance. I trained with the wrestling team. And uh, so I knew going into the game, I was going to be the best conditioned person. I was always going to shoot high free throw percentage. I could hit a 15, 18 foot open jump shot. Uh, I played solid defense. I pass. And then you look up and you can average 20 points because my dad would say it's pretty easy to get 20 points. Just get five a quarter. 
And so I kind of looked at it. And, uh, and so because of that, but you got to be in shape and you got to be around the basket. So I would just say I just developed that attitude. And then like working on the stadium, working on, with the Wolves to buy the Minnesota Vikings, who, you know, I owe them so much credit for my career, is that you need to be attention to detail. When you build a stadium, every single thing matters. You know, every measure, every line, every line item. You know, you can't say, you can't ask a question, well, how, how long is that going to be? Well, it's approximately, no, no. Well, what is it? Is it 40 feet or 41 feet? That's a bad answer. We just need to know. So I just think in doing that, and then even like with our media deals and all the kind of stuff, just details, you can take an average person with average talent and make them exceptional if they're focused on the details. So that's one thing is that, you know, just from that detail. And what I would expect here is the same thing. I will never ask anyone who works in this building to do anything that I don't do myself. But we just have to focus on the details because if you get enough people from staff to coaches to scouts to your head coach, your general manager, to our fans, to our players, to our ownership, to our alumni, just getting a little bit better on the details, majoring in the margins a little bit better, what you can get there is really, really you know, special. So I think that's what it comes down to. And then it becomes a culture because then those are people, it's kind of like taste buds. You know, after a while, you're like, okay, those are people that you start getting attracted to that you bring into the organization, who, you know, who, who, uh, who follow that. And then you create that environment where people are focused on, on the details. Um, and it just raises the whole level. Kevin, Chris Plasek from the Hi, Daily Chris. Herald. Nice to meet you. So talking about the stadium project, and you've talked about things that you've accomplished that you didn't think you could. George Hallis himself in the 70s tried to get the Arlington Park project done. Bears have tried, and Gary, and Elk Grove, and Hoffman States. What can you tell fans or the public that this project might be different this time? What, what level of confidence do you have that a suburban relocation can actually happen? And the second question that I wondered, as an outsider, because you are that first outside Bears president, um, how well do you know the political climate here? And what makes you think that you can get some deal done in terms of public financing and working with the politicians in Illinois? Yeah, so two-part question. One in regards to uh, state and development, why do I think you get it done? That's almost one of the ones I would like to put a pin in that and come back in six months once we really study it a little bit more and answer that. In regards of why I think I can get it done, one thing I found out, especially with stadium development projects, you have to create what's the why. And what's the why for everyone? It can't just be what's the why for the Chicago Bears or what's the why for, why for you know, this group or that group. Is to really spend the time. One of the things I'll start, I've already started thinking through it, like what's the why? When I go meet, no matter what constituent group you put in front of me, what's the why? And the more common why that you have, the more people will understand. It's like winning a championship. I've never met a person who you meet and you say, do you want to be a champion? They go, no, I don't want to be a champion. You know, everyone will say, yes, I want to be a champion. The question becomes, can you put in the work to do it? So in sta stadium development projects, one of the other many things I learned in Minnesota is you have to create a compelling story of why it makes sense. I just believe at this point in time, you know, where we are um, in our lifespan in the NFL with the Chicago Bears, the, the time is right. I'll need to study the project and understand and lean on other people, talk with Ted and, you know, other folks uh, in the organization to come up with, you know, what that why is. But, but that's one of the things that, that, that those are the things that I love, you know, to be able to walk the, the, the project, but understand and really start meeting with these different constituent groups and, and coming up with, with why this makes sense. And I'm, I'm confident uh, with, with the, you know, intellectual uh, talent um, in this state and in this city and, and all the people, the people who love the Chicago Bears, that we'll be able to come uh, together. You know, it's time. But, but again, I'll, once I dig into it a little bit more, I'll be able to answer that specifically. Kevin Patrick Finley again. Hey, Pat. George mentioned this earlier. You're the uh, you're the second you know president CEO ever hired who wasn't related to the, to, to the houses. Uh, you're the first they've ever hired that wasn't already in the building. Uh, in what ways is that a benefit, and in what ways is that a challenge for you? I, I think the benefit they're both the same benefit and challenge is uh, the key of it is just doing it the right way. You know what I mean? I, and I, I I love that statute uh, with, with with George Hallis out front. And something that I will, will ask myself every morning walking in this building, if that if he were with me, 
would he be proud? And then when I walk out at night, if he had been with me during the day, would he be proud? And if I can make sure that 365 days a year that the answer is yes and yes, we'll be okay. Whether I'm in the family or, or not out of, you know, not in the family. Because at the end of the day, you find out when you have common goals and, uh, and, and wired the same way. I think after time, he would say that, you know what, you are part of the family because we have the same kind of family value. So I'm confident that I'll do what it takes to, to make him proud, to make the McCaskey family proud. I think about every day. I want to make Mrs. Virginia McCaskey proud and all of our fans and our alumni and, and our players and staff. They don't work for me. I work for them. You know, I'm here to serve. I'm, 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 I'm at the bottom of the food chain. And I, I look at every single day today as my first day of my internship at the Chicago Bears football club. And I will do that every single day that I'm here. I never take myself seriously, a position, a title. If you have to tell somebody your position or title, something's wrong. And I just want to, I want to be a servant leader and do everything I possibly can and treat everyone with the right proper decorum and respect and, uh, and make the Hallis and McCaskey families proud. If I do that, then everyone else will be okay. Bears new president and CEO Kevin Warren, his press conference on the score brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. So mm-hmm. how important is that? Are you planning to have that follow that same sort of model here? And as it pertains to diversity and inclusion, nobody had a, a de- dedicated department to that uh, before you started it in 2019. How important is having that here, knowing that it already exists, but expanding it and shifting the culture in the direction you want it to go? Yeah, Minnesota was a little bit interesting because when I went in there and was promoted chief operating officer, um, you know, we needed a lot of uh, upgrades as far as the number of people because we were getting ready to build our own stadium project and a practice facility, so we needed that. Um, we have talented people in this building, and I never come into any job. Same way at the Big Ten. I mean, you, I know, you, Matt, you've talked to people. I'm a big believer in doing what you can to win with the people that you have and, and at least affording them the opportunity uh, to develop relationships with you. So I'm coming in this with fresh eyes uh, to, to you know, develop that opportunity. DE&I is critical to me and the leadership of Tanisha. I think I see her, what she has done. It said a lot to me about what George and his family stand for, for having her role here and, and the role that she played in hiring Ryan and Matt and, and me says a lot. It's a priority you know, to me. And I know it's critically important, like we've done at the Big Ten. I, mean, I remember people looked at me a little, you know, cross-eyed when I said that we're going to take a group of individuals, as Selma and Montgomery. And you ask any one of our student athletes, I still get text messages from them today, still thanking me about that. Because I don't care what class you took on civil rights, but when you walk across that Edmund Pettus Bridge and you get on that bus from Montgomery to Selma, I got up on the bus and I asked people, what are you willing to walk 54 miles for? They walk 54 miles just to have an opportunity to vote. And there were white people, black people, uh, all kind of from different back- backgrounds, Jewish people, uh, Christians, um, you know, Muslim. It was all kind of people. And, and what that says to me, you got to be dedicated. And they didn't walk. You know, it was not a nature walk. They walk with, with dress shoes and high heels slept on the road and all those different things. So I ask myself every day, what am I willing to walk 54 miles for? I tell you, one thing I'm willing to walk 54 miles for is the Chicago Bears. And when you get a group of people together who are willing to do that is important. And that's what we can learn from diversity, equity, inclusion. I'm a big believer now is diversity, equity, inclusion and belonging of creating an environment that have diverse thoughts, that people can come together, that we can share their thoughts, that we can get better. And so I will always be a proponent uh, of that in my life and personally here at work. And so, Denisha, thank you for your leadership in that area. And thank you, George, for supporting. Uh, This is not an initiative. It becomes a way of life. Thank you, Courtney. Jason, and then we'll finish up with Michelle. Okay. To your right. On that subject, uh, what has it meant to you in your career to be a trailblazer, especially uh, being the first black president of the Bears, being the first black president of a major, or commissioner of a major college conference, especially coming up in sports administration where there was no one in the role that you hold today of color? I mean, I think the biggest thing is that it just, it, it says that we need to give people opportunities. You know, I didn't grow up, I didn't go to a boarding school, I didn't go to private schools or whatever. I went to public schools and, you know, high school, school and I just think it's an opportunity to but really you know, grind it, you know, grind it out. I mean, that's what it comes down to. But we have to give people an opportunity. We started a program at the Big Ten called the Talaferro Fellows, named after George Talaferro, who was the first black player in the Big Ten, 
you know, drafted. Uh, um, and just to give people an opportunity and, and to, to grow and learn. So I, I'm very cognizant of it. It's not a, something for everyone because uh, you're constantly on stage all the time. But I look at the opportunity that it has provided not only to people of color, but to non-people of color, uh, just to be able to say it's not the, the race is not always one to the person whose who's starting block is closer to the finish line. And uh, it's about how you run the race. And I think for me, what I've hoped that I've been able to impart in my career and life is that is just do, just do your best. You know, leave a place better than it was when you went there, no matter what you're doing. You know, so if you're a lifeguard, you know, be the best lifeguard. And, and, and I'm a big believer, and Greta will probably laugh about this. We lived in a neighborhood, and I, she shook her head one day, said, oh, boy, um, is that they start giving up the yard of the month club. And, uh, and and she looked at me he's like, I know what's going to happen here. And, uh, you know, our yard was OK. Once I saw that sign up, I went, I got the mulch. I was bringing out experts and uh, cutting the yard, cross cutting it. What happened? We won yard of the month. You know, what I mean, after about three months. And I was so proud of that. But that was just a lesson. One, being competitive and uh, but two, just lean into it. And, uh, and and that's just how I approach life, whatever you're doing you know, be passionate about it. If you're passionate and you have attention to detail and you have a heart of gratitude and you're thankful and you recognize that every day is a gift from God, there's, there's some, you're going to do some special stuff together. So I think that's where, that's what I'm focusing on. Hi, Kevin. Michelle Steele from ESPN. Hi, Michelle. How are you doing? Good. Thank you so much for the time today. Good to see you. Um, Justin Fields was front and center uh, with the Big Ten in the COVID season a couple of years ago. I'm curious about your relationship Mm -hmm. with him now and and just your thoughts on what you've seen from him in the NFL. Um, I'll say this. If I had been in the Big Ten at that time, um, I would have done the same thing. And what that told me about Justin is he's passionate. And if, if it now my whole goal was trying to keep players safe, uh, I appreciated him uh, to be able to take that leadership role. So I was ecstatic. I called him on draft. Day. I was ecstatic when he got drafted by the Bears, because that's what you need from a leadership standpoint. But I have a, a strong personal relationship you know, with him. He's talented. Uh, he's a leader. I love this passion. I would have been the same way of being able to do it. Interestingly enough, I've only been to one game in Minnesota since I left in 2019. I was at, in Minnesota for some meetings, and it was the weekend that the Bears were playing. And so I actually went to the game and went into the to locker room to say hello to Justin and a lot of our Big Ten folks, Riley Reef and Trevor Simeon, and, and just to be able to go uh, to say hello. But I have the greatest amount of respect for him, you know, because I know he's going to do everything he possibly can with the talent that he has uh, to be a leader and he wants to win championships. So I take it as a comp. Those are the people that I want because if someone was not upset about playing, then I really would, would be concerned. Cause I know if I was in the big 10 and someone did what I did, yeah, I would have led a revolt uh, to be able to play because that's how passionate I was, you know, to take advantage of it. So I think that's great. Okay. Thank you all. God bless you. That's Kevin Warren, the new president and CEO of the Chicago Bears. A press conference you have heard here on The Score brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. It's an impressive man. Yeah, the juxtaposition between what that press conference sounds like versus what we've heard previous Bears press conferences sound like. I mean, it's pretty clear like how big of a difference it is. And someone was texting me like, well, I really hope that you guys uh, pin them down on the, on the Arlington Park. There's nothing to pin what you, down. What's the pinning down? Uh, yeah. Like he's like, Soul focus? That's all they're talking about? It, and he talked about being a creative solution? It sounds like that's where they're going. Unless there is something environmentally wrong with Arlington Park, they're going to build on Arlington Park. Yes. That, that, that uh, unless this deal doesn't close, and I that's the only thing that I can imagine would make the deal not close. It's been clear, like, I, and and I don't think that he could have been more clear about that when given the opportunity to to talk about some of this. It's his his approach is is very. You know what it sounded like, Dan? You've seen the movies, uh, movie Ocean Eleven, right? The the remake. Sure. When he was describing Game Day. It sounded like Terry Benedict. 
You know the scene where there, where Matt Matt Damon is 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 following him. Mm-hmm. It sounds like that, where he's doing this at this minute, and he's doing this at this minute, and he's talking to his pit boss about who might be there. That's what it sounds like game day is for him. How he's down to the minute with his interactions, and that he's got everything timed out so that he can have FaceTime with as many people as possible. I I hadn't heard it described. I mean, I know that that's, that's part of what happens, like, but I hadn't heard it described in as much detail as he offered, where it isn't just a day to sit and enjoy the game. That There's a lot of work that, that he plans to put into what he's getting during game day that that's an opportunity that he sees and 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 i also thought that it was interesting how much he mentioned the alumni aspect of it and whether it's george or when lovey left there are a lot of people that have felt like they weren't part of the family once they stopped playing it seems important to him to make sure that everyone feels like they are part of the bigger Bears family. We're looking forward to having a conversation with Kevin Warren in just a few minutes. He is starting some media breakout sessions, and as soon as he's done, he's going to join us. So keep it here. Don't miss a minute of Bernstein and Holmes on the score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.